to the No BS Short-Term Rental Podcast, an unfiltered look into the global vacation and short-term rental industry. I'm Mateo Bradford. And I'm John Stokinger. And this is our podcast. We bring the right people to the table at the right time, giving you an inside view and take on the short-term rental industry like no other podcast can. All right. Episode number three. Back. How you doing, John? I'm I'm doing great, man. This I, it feels so good with the three episodes, no bullshit podcast. I'm I'm excited to be here. I'm excited about our guests. I'm excited about our roadmap where we're going with this. Um, you know, you and I have talked. We got some really exciting guests uh, coming up, and we got an exciting guest today. Yeah. Speaking of which, I have the pleasure and the honor of introducing good friend, uh, industry veteran, uh, and just all around great guy. Uh, Mr. Gerard Lester, uh, formerly, uh, I'll let you run down your resume, Gerard, but I know you've been here for, you've been here, you, I, so, so actually, this is going to be an informal resume, so as you can see, I'm in Portland, right, so, you know, when I'm, when I'm going to be doing in different places, I'm going to kind of di- put the map on the background, so you'll be able to know where I am, so this is the Easter egg, John, I'm not going to say it again, all right, we'll just kind of have to see it moving forward, but this, the root of this story is, Gerard and I have Portland roots um, and you know, Portland is a great vibrant community, small community, but very small community because I didn't meet Gerard in Portland. I actually met Gerard in Orlando in the industry at my first VRMA conference. Um, and this is this prior to the whole rented days, this is prior to everything. Well, no, this is early in the rented days. And so, but prior to Gerard coming to rent it. And so we talked and you know, Portland's small. So it's, oh, hey, where'd you work? What do you know? So. As most of you don't know, um, my first job coming out of school was starting a school in the neighborhood I grew up with in Portland. That was actually my first real job out of school. And it was part of this network. It was called, you know, the Salian Network. Well, long story short, Gerard was connected to one of the schools in the city. So long story short, we had, you know, neighbor connections through the neighborhood, connections through the school. He lives literally five blocks away from my house in Portland. Uh, and so, you know, Gerard and I just have had these, these connections and have just built, you know, a great friendship ever since. And that went to Rented and, and from what he's doing now. And so, and, you know, into what we're doing now. So I uh, wanted to get him on the show. You know, he's a great guy, has a great perspective. Um, he's, you know, talk about the culture in the industry, some of the best that we have in, in the industry. So uh, Gerard, Welcome to the No BS Short-Term Rental Podcast, man. All right. Well, thanks for having me, guys. When, no, we're Mateo, glad all you need to say was, do you want to be on a podcast tomorrow? <laughs> well, you'd never ask. <laughs> yeah, so I, uh, again, and Mateo and I met, I, it was in Orlando, and I just, I, I was happy to be standing next to him. I made small talk. It turns out we had some deep connections going back yeah. to, from the, you know, the place where we lived. Um, and again, he talks about the, the school that he started was actually um, run by people who were my educators when, when I was in high school. And so we knew a lot of the same people. It was great. It was, it was an obvious connection that Mateo and I should be working together at some point. So, um, you know, we have, we work together at Rented. I came into the vacation rental industry years ago at Vacasa when that company was really just, it made, really made a month before I came on, they'd really made a strong decision to say, we are going to be a national, an international company, not just a regional company. It was a really exciting time. I worked on teams opening up markets all across the country. And it was great. It was, it was people who were new to the industry, all working for each other. 
And it was such a fascinating time when innovation was coming into an industry that had been really, really small and not small in a bad way, but just really close knit too. And so when I started going to conferences, I was meeting people who looked at, at Vacasa, the company I was working at, to, as they were kind of scared of it. They were wondering, what is this that's coming into this industry? And the culture that I was experiencing at Vacasa was really strong. It was, again, people just working side by side. Let's, let's figure this thing out. Let's figure, let's see how we can do. Let's see how we can make better products for owners and for guests and build a great culture that we all want to be part of. And that's, that's what I love about the vacation rental industry and being part of it. Um, my work at a large company like that is over. And that was uh, interesting. Um, you know, a year ago, the industry was really teetering and falling apart. Um, and so I departed. And it was really obvious that it was time to go. It was time for me to look for other opportunities and not be part of a, a, a huge corporation. So I'm doing other things now. We can talk about that later, but we want to get to the news, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I do want to kind of just kind of touch on one point that you just said there. You're talking about how it's exciting and it was, you know, it, it was new and it was fresh. And, you know, how many years ago, approximately, we, we talking, uh, we talking seven, eight, nine years ago? I guess it was seven years ago. It was 2014. Okay. So the interesting thing, if we're here and we're kind of the, you know, I, I think Teo and I look at it, at this, we're kind of part of the newer regime of, you know, like uh, thinking in, in, in the industry. And then if we were to go back to the old guard, you know, when, when before it was even vacation rentals, before it was short-term rentals, you know, that's 15 years ago. So you're kind of in that, the middle and, and, and it was still the wild west back then. You know, it was still, you know, just pioneering and, and, and it still is today. And that's what's so exciting about our industry. It really hasn't changed in what we're, what we're doing is just the scope and the breadth and, and, and what, what is the tech, the tech, the tech, the tech is, is what is changing and, and it's, it's making it accessible to everybody. So I, I absolutely love it. Um, but yeah, let's let's talk let's talk news. I mean, some big things happened this this last week since the last time we were on here. Um, you know, you know, from Guesty and Sonder being the, the two biggest ones. Let you know, Taylor, what what are your thoughts on the the Guesty raising uh, <laughs> raising that amount of money? I, I think so. My so it's interesting. I, I have two takes on this. Right, the business side of me is like this could be very interesting. Right, like I know the folks at Guesty well. They're enterprising, you know, they've, they've done a lot with bringing, you know, tech platforms and, and things into the space. So, it, but again, they're, they're part of a wave, right? Like we've seen, we've seen a wave of money coming into this industry, especially the past, you know, five, four or five years, right? The amount of money that's been dumped into this industry has been crazy. So like, when are we going to start to see the fruits of, of what that produces? But since we're a culture podcast, you know, my question always is, what is this going to do to the culture? Right. Like, what does this do to the industry? You know, and, and again, like, what perspective are we going to take with this? You know, is this going to be something that the technology changes the culture or is it going to be something that the people, you know, use this technology to either keep or create what the culture is going to be moving forward? And I think that's something that we as as the industry are going to define are, are going to be able to define that as. But that all changes. Right. You know, when you, you got two point two billion dollars on your back you know, you're going to, you're going to put your footprint down. You're going to make, you're going to well, make some earth shattering. 
That's right. what well, so again. So right, but that, but again, I, and I doubt they'll be the only one, right? You know, you, SPACs are the hottest thing going, and our industry is still the hottest thing going in this space. And I'm not afraid to say that. I think the numbers back that up, uh, and I think it's going to continue to be that way for a while. So you know. My question to you guys is, you know, from a cultural perspective, from what you've seen and where you think it, where do you think it's going to go? I, I honestly, I can't say. I, I know it's going to change it. Uh, I know it's going to change. I know it's going to change it significantly, but I think it's going to create a, a broader lane. It's like, it's kind of like broadening the highway, right? When you go from like two to six lanes, taking a highway to a freeway, you know, you always think that ah, it's going to create all these things. But oftentimes, what does it do? It just creates a different type of logjam, right? And it creates, you know, more more of a mix, so or more of a mess. So I, I'm super interested to see the way that this goes, and I love to hear what you and Gerard think about that. I, I mean, it, my brief, you know, my, my initial thought on all this and, and all this money being thrown and thrown at at, at Sonder, you know, you know, announcing that that, that they're going to be going, you know, public with a 2.2 billion evaluation, Guessy raising 50 million, you know, these are just this week, um, you know, the news, you know, every week there's something different, um, but, you know, does it does it change the focus? Does it change? You know, what is that money being used for? And who now that this money and is is thrown at it? You know who's making the decisions, and the the ones that are making those decisions, mm -hmm. do they have the best interest in mind? And what exactly is the best interest? You know, there's it's so there's so much different directions you can go here. Is the best interest just to grow and get bigger and to be you know to have a, a larger footprint or stranglehold or however you want to look at it? Or you know there there's so many different directions. What are your thoughts, Gerard? You know, I think. Companies like Guesty have done a, a great job in making themselves really well known and making it a, making their platform a clear choice for a lot of people. I think when money comes into an organization like that, it, it, what it tells me is that people need a place to put money, right? They're looking for a place to store money um, where they're going to get a return, where they're hoping to get a return. Right. I think what I see there's going to, they're going to, there's going to be more spreadsheets and more analysts, more analysts and more data, and that's going to be used in a lot of ways to squeeze people who've been in the business already um, on a smaller scale. So I think, uh, to your point, John, more tech, more innovation. I don't know who that serves. Quite honestly, I I think if it really solves problems that guests and owners are having, then I think that's fantastic. But I think if, if the, the problem that is being solved is um, how to squeeze more valuation to make an exit, that's the activity that I've seen with a lot of people coming into the industry on the leadership, the leadership level. And I use some, I use some quote marks there. I don't do that a lot, but yeah, yeah. on the radio. So I'm using quote marks. Yeah. Uh, I think leadership long-term is a challenge in this. So it's, it seems like more of a race to um, valuation and sale. Yeah. And I think, and I think you hit on a key point, Gerard, because one of the points I was just thinking about when, when you were starting to talk was it is the leadership. Like we've seen lots of money thrown at lots of different players in the industry and it hasn't always equaled success. So again, I think it does boil down to the leadership and the strategy that they have. 
um, and you know the, the the strategies and the cultures that these companies create uh, because you know money does give you power, but it doesn't always equal success. And you know I think we we we've been seeing that right because you know there's people that got a lot of money and they make it. There's a lot of people that you know got a lot of money and are struggling in the in our industry and in the space. And so you know again, who leads I think is important and. You know, it brings up my next kind of point and my next question is like, are we going to start seeing race to IPO, right? Like now with other people, like now, you know, Airbnb went, Saunders about to go, others are in the space. I'll let you guys kind of talk about that because, you know, there's been names that, you know, names in the industry that have been talking about going public for a while that still haven't gone. And so it'll be interesting to see what happens next. Do they sharpen their tools and wait or do they, you know, hit the gas on the accelerator and expedite the process? to ensure that, you know, they're not, you know, last in line. And is that some, or is that something we're even going to see? So that, that, that's what I want to know. That's what I want to see. I don't, I don't have a great, you know, finger on the pulse of that. You know, if, if I were to have my, you know, I'd like to see some kind of see how the, these, you know, evolve. Um, and, and if I was in a position that, you know, in a leadership position where my company could, you know, potentially be, you know, it going that direction, I, I would kind of put the brakes on it a little bit, just, you know, personally, just to kind of, kind of see where, where the chips fall and, and see, and see the, the, there's going to be fallout, you know, and it, I, I don't want to kind of, I, I kind of want to go back to our previous point just real quick and without derailing this. You know, I, I was thinking about, we we're talking about, you mentioned success and, and, and you mentioned, you know, and my question is, what is success? You know, mm -hmm. wh how are we actually gauging success? Because, you know, some of the, you know, I'm in the tech space, you know, I'm selling you know, property management software for my company. Okay. And one, you know, some of our competitors, um, which are doing great things are, are also, you know, they're part of these buy-ups and they're part of these, these larger companies that are, that are, that are doing it for the betterment. And again, okay, I'll, I'm going to do a turn using some air quotes here, doing it for the betterment of the industry and for growth and for putting a, an amazing product together for their, for their, their clients who are, you know, to giving them access to these better tools and they, you know, all in one inclusive, you know, this, this great example of, of, of I, I, I derailed myself here, but long story short, you know, is it, is success, success for the companies that are doing this together or, or is, how do we gauge success or is it truly for the clients or what are the clients getting? I mean, I think personally, if, if, if the clients are, aren't happy, it can't be a successful thing. And so, no, I'm I sorry to derail it back to the IP. No, I, I, I actually agree. I think I, at the end of the day, it's the customers that make success. Like without customers, none of this matters, right? Like at the end of the day. And so I, I think, you know, it, it'll be identifying which customers, right? And who are our customers? Because I think there's going to be you know, you have to understand what you, where your market is, you know, and what you're doing in that market. And again, if we go, if we get into this space where there's lack of diversity and there's very few players with very few choices, it's not necessarily great for the industry, right? Because, you know, you'll, you'll have the institutions that stand, 
niche players will still pop up, right? Like it actually, you know, you see that quite a bit, you know, if you, if, if something gets stale within the industry, whatever's kind of fresh and new and can stay in that space will, will thrive. They won't thrive at scale, but it will still thrive. And that may be good for some people. And I think that's going to be good for the industry to a certain extent, but there's something just different about hospitality in this space. It, it doesn't necessarily just, I don't know if it's ever had to accept and maybe with the hotels and vacation rentals back in the day, I have to, you know, do a little more history on kind of like what that's looked like and how that has kind of, have those kind of gone back and forth before. But I think typically this industry is, is resilient and there's something that, that just doesn't lend to the, to the broader scale. And especially when you're talking about vacation rentals, right, in that space, you know, you want that to feel like home, you want that to be not the standard and not everybody's, you know, not the same thing, not cookie cutter. And typically, when you're optimizing and you're, you're building, you know, like you said, John, success for profit, right, or profit being the success margin, then, you know, that's a different story. And yeah, I, I, that I that I think you bring up a really good point around, and I'm interested, very interested to see how how that's going to play out. Um, but honestly, I, I have no clue. You guys are really rolling this back to 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 culture, which is what I love, and yeah. I think it's so interesting. Now, I come from a perspective. Uh, the last work that I did when I worked for Picasso was really working on culture within the company as the company was absorbing the entire Wyndham organization, right? The Wyndham Vacation Rental organization bringing a lot of new people with industry experience, much a, much more of a hotel type experience right. into the company. So how do you merge these, those cultures? That, that, those are the things that I was working on and really interested in. Um, yeah. I think to talk about what success is, from my perspective and some of the work I was doing in culture, it's around people asking themselves, individuals who are employees and guests and owners, asking themselves these questions, Am I doing meaningful work? Absolutely. Am I, re am I yeah. rewarded for the work that I'm doing? Yeah. Yeah. Do I feel secure in knowing that I have a place here? And so those are, those are really big questions. Those are world questions too. Those are not just, those are not just um, business questions, I think. So, which is, which is my jam. I'm, that, that's really where I am. And I actually, I'm, I'm working with a consulting group called the Taproot um, Group doing that kind of work with organizations. That's one of my sideline projects, which I'm, I'm really excited about. Um, so that gets to be that question, where's that rub, right? Yeah. Of, do we, are, are we more interested in, in growth, in the growth of our valuation, or are we more interested in the growth of the people and the organizations that make up this industry? And I think from my, what, what I saw at Picasso over the time that I was there, um, two different iterations over the period of six, seven years. Super interesting because there's the, always that conversation of, okay, we've got to grow. This is it. This is our opportunity. And this is a growth industry. This is a growth company. Our job is to grow at all costs. And then there's that other side that says, okay, we used to have a really great team here where people cared about each other and worked for each other. They felt like they were doing meaningful work. They felt rewarded and they were secure in knowing that they had a place to go, had a place to be. And there was that huge dynamic. And I had to wrestle with that all the time to understand that there's an opportunity for growth and that growth opportunity is not going to last forever. Right. That somebody else is going to step in if you don't. And so that's, I think that's kind of the story of the industry and hey. what happened over that period of time. Well, well, and so like coming from you, I don't, are they mutually exclusive? 
like, do we have to continue to look at it as one over the other, right? Like at the end of the day, like, and you two are prime examples of what I think, you know, I want to talk about, right? John and Gerard, you, you both do things for our industry from a cultural perspective, you know, whether it's your art project, John, whether it's, you know, shout out to Cliff, what you and Cliff are doing, Gerard, helping the housekeepers and, and, and actually showing, you know, who we are as a culture and what can be done regardless of success, right? Because success on the monetary side, like success on the business side, allows you the resources to do the to do good things within the culture, right? But I think you also have to have that other, that other balance and that drive or that deliberate intent of keeping a certain culture and putting the resources behind keeping that culture intact, right? Because again, you know, it, 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 I think those things have to go together. I don't think they're mutually exclusive. You know, you have to have one over the other. I think they can go together, but I think it's going to take individuals demanding that these organizations do these things or doing like you all do and just set the tone and just do it. And then, you know, seeing people, people support on the back end. You see where I'm going with that, John? Like, yeah, I yeah, think- definitely. I, I think, I think the, the interesting thing is, you know, we, we first and foremost, our industry isn't going anywhere, it's just growing. And that's right. not gonna change. Okay, you know, we know that and, and COVID has solidified that. Um, and, and it's made it even stronger. I think that that with all these, these, these this movement for success in a monetary um, evaluation, um, it's gonna, it, it's making it possible for, or, or important for smaller slash niche slash um, outside the box thinking, uh, you know, companies and or people to go ahead and all right, how do we compete with this? How do we go ahead and make ourselves, you know, stand out in the industry? And by doing that and having that equilibrium, that balance between, you know, it's almost, and I don't want to say, you know, good and evil, because it's definitely not that. It's just two different mindsets at the industry, but having that balance is a positive thing for our industry and it's positive competition between companies, but it also gives the traveler a, a vast, vast different ways they can go ahead and, and experience short-term rentals. And, you know, and the, which I think is a, a great transition into this niche travel market that, in, in this, that is exploding right now. And, you know, and I definitely want to talk about that and, and talk about and get Gerard's take on, on what this looks like and what, and what he thinks about it. And you too, Mateo, like, where is this going? And, and is it here to stay? You know, I, I think that is there a bubble on this, on this, this niche, especially this mobile niche, you know, or is this going to be a forever thing? I'm, I'm excited to hear your takes on it. I think there's going to be new opportunities that arise out of that on that, on that niche front. Um, I've, I've looked at that myself. One of the things that I wanted to do for a long time when I was at Vacasa and I talked about this with friends I was, I was there with was, you know, what if we, what if we take this and put it on wheels? And we looked at the, the, the camper van idea. Um, we didn't move on it for a long time, but when I left Vacasa a year ago, I thought, you know what, now, now's the time. So um, a couple of partners and I, we, we're now running camper vans. We work with a, an organization called Wander Vans and we started an operation here in Portland where I live and it's going great. People love it. The response from consumers has been fabulous. Um, through the pandemic, they see it as a way 
to uh, socially distance and travel. And that's been really cool. It's been a wonderful thing to be part of. I'm all about adventure. And so this is a great place for me to be where I feel rewarded from the experiences that people have. I feel like I'm doing valuable work in offering people these, these great experiences. Um, and I feel like I have a place to be. And so that's, to me, that's, that's been successful too. Um, but I think also Mateo and I are working on a project where we're um, working with some developers in, in bringing a boutique hotel out of mothballs that's been that you know it's been closed for the last year because of COVID, yeah. And the response from people is they're finding us because they're hungering for something a little bit different than um, standardization. That the standardization that creeps in from the analysts and the spreadsheets um, and private equity, it's, it just feels different to people. And so there's always going to be something new that people are looking for. And I think the technology that you see coming through. The vacation rental industry, short-term rental industry, um, is always going to be creating new opportunities. Yeah. And I also think, so it's, it's interesting also, the innovation. Like we think of innovation and we think of technology and tools, but what about the innovative way that we're changing the industry, like the glamping idea? It's not a new idea, but the innovation going around this glamping in what it's, what's been going on in the past couple of years in this industry, including the vans. I think I saw something today that like camper world is going to start renting out RVs as short-term rentals now, right? As well. Wander vans, like even though they're different in that space, two of the same kind of concept, two very different ways of doing things, right? And so when I, you know, personally, I love the, I love all this new stuff that's coming out. I love tree houses. I love shipping container homes in the desert that, you know, again, it's about creating these experiences and bringing that innovation to the industry. I think there's so much room, so much more room for that. Um, and, and I think that you're going to continue to see that side of our industry just explode because number one, people are still going to be traveling locally, right? You know, people don't, not everyone has the ability to just hop on an airplane and go to Europe right now or hop across the country and go somewhere else, but they can hop in a van or hop in their car and go to these places that are in and around, you know, where they live or relatively close and have these amazing experiences. And so I think like that's where we're going to see a lot of the new innovation is these, you know, these cultivated experiences that are, you know, I, mean, I saw something the other day that was, but it had a, it had its own waterfall and pool and, you know, deck layout. And I was just like, man, I would be there now if I could. And I would stay there for a while uh, if I could. Um, but I, and I, but that's what I love to see. And, and that's the innovation. Also the other side of innovation that I think, you know, we're going to see a lot more growth. Uh, and I hope to, you know, will be another kind of lane uh, for success for people who are interested in, in or have great properties or have great, you know, uh, properties or great um, experiences that they can build in for the people who want, who want this. And we see that people want this. The demand is there. Yeah. The, the, the experiences, the adventure, I mean, this isn't a new thing, but it is a thing that has it's, that is utilizing and taking this, this opportunity and springboarding off it, you know, companies like, Explory have been doing this for for a while and offering experience and doing a very good job with it and, and their their business model is is ebbed and flowed with the times and you know their team is is putting you know is partnering with some great things and uh shout out to Explory um <laughs> unintentional shout out, shout out. but yeah. I mean there's there's a lot of people doing some great things in you know tours 
that you know that the whole tour industry is is absolutely exploding right now um you know great great you know looking at this these are all drive destinations you know that we're talking about we're talking about stuff here in you know in the continental us right now but you know we're in europe a lot you know same thing you know it doesn't really if you don't have to hop on a plane and you're going to give your family or your 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 partner or, or whatever in an, an adventure an experience outside i mean and that's what that's where everything's kind of moving towards and i, I absolutely love it well it's interesting because like in gerard i want you to speak to this now and what you guys are doing what you see in wandervan because i'd love to get your perspective on this it's it's the home what i was getting at is the home is going to be the experience now like wherever you're going is going to be the experience now so it's not just the house right it's you know, it, it's, you know, the tree house and, and everything that's in and around it, right? And, you know, or it's, you know, the ability to have a van and take it to all these different places. So wherever you go, that's, you know, an experience in that space. Like I, with, I, I think the other side of experience, like planned experiences will grow too, but I think we're also going to see a transition and shift of, well, how do I differentiate my property now? And what can I do to create this experience? I, I saw something the other day that was like, hey, we have these pods in the middle of the woods and you can't bring your cell phone or you won't get cell service here. And so their whole, their whole niche is like, you're going to come here and be immersed in nature. And if you don't want, you know, if, that, if you're looking for Wi-Fi, this is not your spot. So, and, and to me, like that, to somebody who wants to, you know, you, you've had meditation retreats and silent retreats and stuff like that. But now for people who are looking for that, that's a great experience for them, right? And it's not necessarily about, you know, what you've planned for them there. It's about being there, right? Absolutely. Oh, are you talking about Rome? It's Corey Weathers Company, Rome, as far as the um, uh, trailers, trailers with no, uh, no cell service? Th I think this was a European company. Oh, okay, again, there's, there's one yeah, out, yeah, yeah. out yeah. Westmere. Uh, I've been affiliated really? with a guy named Corey not Weathers. not surprised by that at all. His company's called Rome, and they do these, these great little trailers, but they park them. And they park them and they create this scene that, that people are really attracted to and there's no service. And there's specifically no service. I love it. Honestly, that, that, that's where I would go. I think for me, when I, when I think about the van work that I'm doing, um, it's about setting up the opportunity. I think people have this idea based on um, Instagram, right? Based on the images, right? I want, I want that image. I want that experience that that's, sits in that image right there. Mm. That sunset, that that sunset from the van, looking out over the ocean, um, and so people go after that, right? They 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 seek that, but they find something different. That's what I love about it. It's it's really all about adventure. I tell you what, I can't wait, guys. I can't wait to really welcome back international travel. That's what I'm really looking forward to. I I mean, I love hosting Ooh. people. Look, I host people from from Florida and New Jersey and uh, and Pennsylvania, and they come here, and it's a different world. They come out west and it's a different world, but I really can't wait to, to welcome people back internationally. And that comes from my very early travel uh, when I was a young man and, and, and did a trip to India and Nepal and Thailand and everywhere I went, you know, the way people treated you as a guest was really impactful for me. And that's what I want to see in our industry is to focus on, get back down to the hospitality. Right. And I know that uh, hospitality um, takes focus, it takes effort, it takes training and the right people. And I think sometimes that's what's lost in the race to profitability and the race to um, an exit plan. I think if I were an investor in, in private equity, 
I really want to look under the hood of some of these companies. And I think, um, I think what you find is interesting. The other, at the other end, I think investors are incredibly, incredibly short-term. You know, they're 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 short-sighted. They're they're really just looking to piggyback on the success of the the amazing success that that Airbnb has encountered, right? And you look at mm. private equity like Silver Lake, who tripled down on Airbnb, Expedia, and Vacasa, and you know, other private equity firms are wondering how they get a piece of this. And so that's, you know, that's what you're going to continue to see in the industry. And then you're going to see startups. You're going to see other because of the technology, you'll see, you'll see new interesting things continue to pop up. Yes, it's uh, the future the best... topic, John. What's that? It's a future topic. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. The, yeah. the where, where I, I'm, I'm stumbling here, but where, where, where I feel, and and I want to make make sure this is clear that there are definitely, I, I think everyone comes into this industry to 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 do do the right things. I think that's how everything is started. Everyone, you know, they excited, they want to go ahead and do the right things. And you know, from and then and and I think a lot are still doing that. And and it's super exciting to see that. And I and I love and I love knowing that when I put my head down at night, I'm doing I personally feel like I'm doing the right things for the industry. And I, I know I know you both do and I know I the majority of us are. Um, mm-hmm. And and so you know can you what, how does that feel and, and where, where do you want to take it um, as a company? And we're, we're going to see. We're going to see how it all shakes out. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I, this has been fantastic. Do you, I, Gerard, I, I want to, do you have any like final words of wisdom you want to go ahead and share with our listeners today? <laughs> the final ones. <laughs> this isn't like your last you know, You know what? I, I think it's just, I, I've been really focused for the last year um, really a little bit outside of the industry and focusing on, on, on building, building some other things. Again, like, I, like I said, my, my van business that I have two great partners, uh, that I'm working on that with, um, that I really love. It's called Wander Vans and it's our, it's our, it's our Portland branch of, of Wander Vans. Um, but I'm meeting really interesting people who all talk about like Jake Halpert, uh, Transformational Travel Council, uh, Corey Weathers at Rome Beyond, people like that, that I've been able to, people I, I associated with when I was really in the vacation rental world, but I didn't have the bandwidth to really uh, work with them. Um, uh, the, the, the Taproot Ventures as well as what I'm working on, um, really working on belonging and inclusion in organizations. Mm-hmm. And so these are some of the things that, that, that I wanted to work on while I, in the industry that I'm working on now. And now I'm just getting back into associating with, with people in the industry. So, uh, hey, it's been a while, people, and uh, good to see and hear from you again. So, um, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm open for conversation. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> and that's the start of lots of great things, right? And, and I hope that, you know, especially to everyone out there listening, you know, this is what we want to do. We want to spur these conversations. So, you know, please join in. Um, John, are we putting on, uh, are we putting like our email and stuff like that for people to send like feedback and questions like that? Yeah. We, next steps, we're, we're getting there. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're going to be putting a newsletter together. We're going to be putting an official website together. Um, baby steps here, third episode. Um, <laughs> and, and we, you know, I think Matea wears like five hats. I think I wear five as well. How many? So, uh, I love this, you guys. Thank you for doing this. I just think this is... <laughs> 
I didn't, I didn't really know what to expect, quite honestly. And this is refreshing that you guys are, are focusing on culture in the industry. I, um, that's, I think it's interesting to a lot of people. Awesome. And it, it may and not be to, to private equity. It may not be to those who are, who are, you know, who have a different goal in mind. And that's, and that's okay. I, it's just, I, I just think there's so much to be gained through culture that creates value. Um, long-term value necessarily, not necessarily short-term value. And so making that investment in culture is really challenging for organizations who are short-sighted, uh, operating out of fear. Um, so it takes leadership. It really takes leadership to say, yeah. this is the kind of organization we're going to be. Not, um, I just brought in a management team who's going to get us to an exit plan and then you're not going to see yeah. us anymore. Yeah. Well, but, which is subtext and the reality that you see in a lot of these companies. Well, I think it's interesting. And, I, and one last parting shot on that end, I would love to get pri some private equity people in here and have a conversation around what their idea and what their thoughts are around building culture. Because I feel like that's going to be changing too. You know, I think with seeing the success in, of, of others and in, in like independent players in the game, would love to have that conversation and see yeah. that happen. So, you know, if anyone out there is listening that's in that space, you know, hit us up. We'd love to bring you into the culture conversation. Absolutely. And thank you so much, Gerard. Next week, um, we're, we have the honor of um, um, High B&B is going to be joining us. Elizabeth Becker from High B&B is going to be joining us next week. So we're, we're excited to have her on the show. Um, yes. So again, stay tuned, download, uh, like, share, do whatever you do with all this stuff. Uh, link in the comments below. I have no idea what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> like the video <laughs> but thanks so much we, we had a great time i appreciate you being our second official guest on the show John. yeah g all right there you go brother